0: Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at Willhawkbeefjerky.com. Perfect little gift for Christmas, a little Wilhawk gift card maybe, or you like I've said in the past, you're going to a work party or a friend's party, a holiday family party, whatever it might be. Bring in a bag of beef jerky, maybe a little jar of spicy... What is it called again? Pickled carrots. Pickled carrots. <laughs> what is it called again? What's that thing It uh, comes out of the ground? I've washed it out of my memory because I, I cannot you, handle the pickled carrots. Ne- next
1: time we will just get the standard pickled carrots. We will not go for the spicy ones. But maybe we'll get the pickled regular pickled carrots, but I will finally uh, pull the trigger on a jar of pickled eggs. And they have a spicy version of
0: that too, so I have to try it. Naturally. I'll get some pepperoni, maybe some sausage, some other things, the jerky, of course, and you can get the whatever it is, the spiciness. I can't handle it. It makes my brain go off. Well, some
1: of us are just built different. You are. Um, farm tough. But uh, but on while well, we're still on the topic of Wilhawk, uh, how do you think Trent is uh, feeling about his Cowboys with the Eagles? I'm going to say it, embarrassing loss on Sunday to the Niners. Uh, that's a big matchup coming up, and they, like, there's a chance for the the Cowboys to maybe get the one seed, at least in the division.
0: I mean, it's it's certainly there with the Eagles lost to the Niners. They're now ten and two. Cowboys nine and three. These teams met earlier on in the season, and the Eagles got the 28-23 victory. Right. Mm-hmm. That was in Philly. This will be in Dallas. So I, I feel like Trent's got to be pretty optimistic about this one. Dak's playing. I would say the best football of his career right now. Oh, he's out of his mind.
1: He like he he's he's probably the I, I know after Sunday's game, uh Brock Purdy became the betting favorite for the MVP, which I I'm a Brock Purdy supporter. I, I'm a believer. Like I'm not out here hating on him just because he was the last overall pick out of the big ten, which is funny. But I'm not being a hater. I don't know how Dak Prescott is not the odds-on favorite to win the MVP at this point of the season. Is it because they're not the one seed? Like the they're not leading the division? Because I think I that that seems to play a big like a role in football more than we've talked about it in hockey. Like remember when Taylor Hall won the MVP and it's like, can he win the MVP if the Jersey doesn't make the playoffs? And yes, they they did, if I recall correctly, just getting in by the skin of their teeth. Um, but like do you have to be the one seed to win the MVP basically in the NFL.
0: Their numbers are so close. Like, Dak completion percentage is 0.1 percentage below. Dak is thrown for four more yards per game. Dak is thrown for three more touchdowns with the same amount of interceptions.
1: Here's my only qualm with the direct comparison of numbers. I I understand uh, that Dak Prescott has very talented players around him, and he has a very good defense it's not at the same level as what we're talking about in San Fran. When Debo, Debo Samuel is your WR2. He, yeah. By, behind Brandon Ayuk, you have another guy who, in my theory, or in my opinion, should probably be ahead of Brock Purdy in MVP consideration, and Christian McCaffrey. Trent Williams, the best at his position. The defense, Bosa, Warner, uh, Ward. Like, it, if you were to like just have a competition about like, big names that you can name on any NFL roster, the Niners win hands down, and it's not close. And they just added Chase Young. So, I don't know. That's just my two cents. Once again, Brock Purdy's tremendous, and I'm a believer, but I, I think Dak is, is my MVP at this point of the season.
0: You know, I th- so much as it is going to depend on how the season ends in terms of standings as well. I mean, if if the Cowboys beat the Eagles, be fully prepared for... The Cowboys, you know, launching Dak into MVP mode. Dustin from the park says, don't sleep on Tua. Yeah, Tua has... It, same same thing. The Dolphins MVP is Tyreek Hill. I agree. You take
1: him like, out of that offensive change. I'm not trying to shortchange what Tua has accomplished this year. Coming back from the injury last year, everything the Dolphins had done up to that point when he got hurt. Like, he is awesome. I mean, he won a national championship at Alabama, for goodness sake. He's a talented kid. But Tyree Kill, how much he's changed that offense, and like, like, what is his average yards per game this season? He's averaging over like 150 yards per game, is he not? Uh, I will bring it up right now. Um, I, it, it's like to me, to me, Tyree Kill is their MVP. But once again, no wide receiver, 123 pro- yards per game, probably no running back will win the MVP again. It's just how the league's set up. It's a quarterback's world. Everyone else is just living in it, but. I certainly think uh, guys like McCaffrey Tyree Kill uh Justin Jefferson last year Cooper Cup a couple seasons ago those guys should get a lot more consideration for the award but they just don't because like I said it's the QBs league
0: well and I mean the MVP award to me like it's it's kind of dwindled it is a QB award just because and I thought uh, JJ Watt said it best he was talking about his like 2014 season and just because you're the best player in the league doesn't mean you're the MVP and mm-hmm. that's unfortunately the way it's gone. The one thing I will say about Tua is that when when he's at his best, like his receivers, the yards of separation when they catch the ball is like two yards. Like they are schemed up so well. They're so fast. Tua, he gets the job done, but he just has to put it in that general vicinity and those guys are making plays because they're just so open. I think a lot of quarterbacks would have success in that system, not if this is two is doing it, but I think a lot of quarterbacks would thrive playing with McDaniel, T- uh, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Achan, Mostert. Do they still have uh, some other guys down there? Is is chosen still there? He doesn't do a whole lot. They're they're just so well coached. I think that takes a little bit away from Tua, and especially with what Tyree Kill has done. Here's here's the way I like to phrase it: If you were a
1: quarterback in free agency and you were looking at the teams and all these these three teams, the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Dolphins, all had a spot open and we're all courting you. Same money, same whatever, all everything else equal. And you looked at who you're being surrounded with in San Fran. Kyle Shanahan, McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayuk, even a guy like Kyle Yuzchek, George Kittle, and their O line in uh Miami, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mostert, A-chan, um, and Mike McDaniel, and then in Dallas, I know Mike McCarthy gets a bad rap as a not an intelligent coach, but you can't argue with the results. He won the Super Bowl in Green Bay, did he not? Yes, he did. Yeah, he's a, su- he's a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. Um, but you compare that to CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and a pretty, I don't want to say underwhelming, but underperforming Tony Pollard this year. I think the choice, like, I think Dallas is a pretty easy third on that list. And Dak is still doing what he's done. That's why he's my MVP at this point. Um, And I'm a Houston fan. Like, I hate the Cowboys, even though they don't play in the same league. But, um, it's yeah, I just think uh, guys like Tua and McCaffrey should probably be ahead of a guy like Brock Purdy. But Dak is my number one.
0: I I like this text here. No name on it. And it's a good text. I wish you would put your name on it. Maybe you can send it in after. But he says, check out Dak's record against teams with a winning record the last two seasons. Nowhere near an MVP. Well, one, last year doesn't matter. Yeah, I was so not matter. last
1: season, I don't care. It's not the past two seasons MVP. It's this season's
0: MVP. When you look at the guys who've won MVP on multiple occasions, Tom Brady, what did he get six times a year? He got to beat the you-know-what out of the ch- terrible Bills. <laughs> Almost said a different <laughs> word. Terrible Jets. Terrible Jets and the terrible and the Dolphins. the terrible Dolphins. Peyton during, Manning.
1: During his career... Cerebral. Those teams were all bad the entire time. The, the, Jets, were, the Jets had a two-year span.
0: flirted with being okay. Peyton Manning got to beat up on the Jags, the Titans, and the Texans. And the Texans. He stomped them, but he still won MVPs. Aaron Rodgers got to beat the Vikings work, eh, but he got to beat up on the Lions and the Bears. The MVP voters, while well, I think you have a good point, do not care. They don't care about the opponent They look at the numbers They look at the wins And that's how they vote And they give it to that quarterback You can only play the games That are on your schedule Regardless of who
1: they're against You get scheduled bad teams You're licking your chops And you better take advantage of it And these good players do And Dak has this year The Cowboys have this year They they had a big test on Thanksgiving uh, When it came to going up Against the Seahawks team That was, you know We've seen them uh, lose a couple in a row now But, like, that was their, their big test Like, if they can win this game they kind of get off fraud watch, and they didn't just win it; they won it with authority. So, um, yeah, I, I don't like. I, I I like the Cowboys. I think they're a very good team, and they're almost kind of flying under the radar because of teams like the Eagles and the Niners uh, still above them in the standings.
0: Chomster says the Dolphins beat the Pats many times. Brady's record against the Dolphins is twenty-four and twelve. <laughs> So yeah, yeah you played so, them a so lot, you're you beat right. them sometimes. Many, many
1: times, uh, that is true. Many One was times. because
0: Gronk was playing safety for some reason. <laughs> all time. All time. <laughs> but it was 24 and 12. So yes, you played them a lot of times, you got a lot of wins, but they beat you twice as many times as you beat them. Not in it's it, it's facts. Like the those divisions weren't very good. Alex Smith was right. They Tom Brady had a lot of success, obviously, against teams in the playoffs when it mattered. But in the division, there was some easier games. MVP, it might come down to, to the end of the season, and we'll see how voters vote. But I, I, I think right now, Dak's got to be right up in that conversation. We still got a lot of weeks left. Five? Five weeks? Four weeks?
1: We're heading into week 14 of 18.
0: Five Tiger, weeks left. Tiger says, good, good Paul. Totally remember that play with Gronk deep playing defense. And they were, they were thinking Hail hey, Mary's coming. It was but one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Who was it that ran it, who got into the end zone? I don't even remember
1: because
0: Ch- has to know. That's the funny. He's a that's the funny
1: thing about memories like that. Like you don't actually remember who got the glory. You just remember Gronk out there playing safety and wondering why is Gronk playing safety, and then just getting absolutely burned when they run the hook and ladder uh, kind of schoolyard play instead of the
0: anticipated hail mary shot. I've seen it work before. Like I've seen Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both have interceptions because of Hail Mary attempts at the end of games hi guys Brady and Manning won multiple Super Bowl and Dak can't even win a playoff game he's overrated he gets a lot of hype because he's the Cowboys Craig and Red Deer well he won a a playoff game last year I thought he played okay and we're not saying he's a Super Bowl winner we're saying for this year he's in the MVP conversation and the only reason that Manning and Brady came up were because yeah they used to beat up on crap teams too yeah we're not we're not saying Peyton Manning and Tom Brady
1: aren't Two, the two of, if not the two greatest players ever, played the position. But they, like Connor said, they beat bad teams for the majority of their career. I'm just defending Dak and Trent and Willock. I, I, D- <laughs> Dak needs a little more love this year because I've been a big detractor of him in in the past. Like he it, had a rough stretch this year, but he, the last five weeks he's been unbelievable. Yeah, he he's been great, and the Cowboys have been great. Uh, yes, the Cowboys all get a little more shine, a little bit more shine. But like I said, I almost think they're kind of. Not getting as much as you because of where they sit uh, in the standings behind these two teams that are they kind of met in what was supposed to be this clash of the heavyweights looked a little bit more like uh, big brother beats up on little brother in the Niners Eagles game. But because of that, I think the Cowboys are almost kind of going under the radar a little bit.
0: That's good. We're gonna find out on Sunday, right? Prime time. We are. Uh, Chomsker says Kenyon Drake. Thank you. I knew you had no Chomskers. I can. I know you're a Dolphins fan. I can. I can tell. Uh, it is fantasy frenzy. Text line is one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Uh, we've got lots to get to on the show. Harry says I watched the Manning special; great show. Uh, are you talking with like the Manning Cast with uh, on Monday Night Football? Because yes, that is uh, the terrific programming. I think Eli Manning is sneaky funny uh, today on the show. In about six or seven minutes' time, actually, we will uh, be diving right in here. Just scrolling through here. Also the month of giving. I got a lot of stuff going on Twitter today. Uh, we will be joined by Alan Ceslowski from RotoWire Wire as well as SiriusXM XM Fantasy. We'll talk to him about the NFL so you can get your questions in right now. Waiver wire, maybe a Trevor Lawrence last night, and he goes down. You need another quarterback. Who's out there? Is that Kidding Cincy for real? We'll talk to Alan about that and more. We'll take more of your texts, of course. 1-833-401-1440. Tiger says, Honestly, if you look if you think about it, the last half dozen seasons who takes more flack than Dak and he keeps a pretty good attitude off the field. I love Dak Prescott. I mean, his brother committed suicide. I mean, I I can't even imagine how tough that would be. And you know, he's kind of gone through that whole situation with a lot of grace and been very well spoken. I I'm a huge fan of Dak Prescott. You're a quarterback of America's team. It's a lot of pressure. And he's a winner
1: of Walter Payton man of the year. Yeah, good guy. Like they don't they they literally give that to one player every year. That's why it's Man of the Year, not Men of the Year. So and they don't just hand it out as a, a freebie just because you're popular. Like he is a stand up guy, and like I said, I've criticized him as much as anybody on the football field the past number of seasons, but he's been great and he's a great person. Like in my opinion, if he didn't play for the Cowboys, he'd probably be a guy that everybody gets behind and roots for. But he plays for. Dallas.
0: Until they have too much success, then we all hate them.
1: Well, that's everybody hates the Cowboys all the time, regardless <laughs> of how much success you
0: have. It's the arc of like
1: Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. That's where Mahomes is at now. We
0: loved him for a while and now people just want to hate him. Now I hate him because he gets all these <laughs> terrible roughing
1: the passer calls and things like that, but then we saw the flip side of that at the end of that game too, so I'll, I'll keep my opinions to myself.
0: Diaz says, it's hilarious to think that without three key drops, Mahomes would be 10 and 2 and the runaway MVP candidate. Well, that's why we play the game, baby. You got to make those catches. He's got to throw a better ball. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a more catchable ball. I'm just joking, of course. Uh, Harry says, the ESPN special, Archie, Peyton, and Eli. I haven't seen that one, but certainly going to have to check it out. And we'll wrap it up with Lance says, Guys, you're forgetting one thing about Dak. Now, the thing about Dak is, I don't like him or the Cowboys. Therefore, not MVP, overrated. I feel like that's a lot of people's look at I it. I think
1: da- or Lance just pretty much put the bow on that conversation we just had. Because if you really don't think Dak should be in the MVP conversation, It's just because you don't like him or the Cowboys.
0: It's the only way. It's the only way that it... I just... Yeah, he's been so good as of late. And if my laptop warms up here, I'll go through his game log in the last little while here and then still tell me you don't think he's that good or he's not worthy of MVP. Uh, Going back three touchdowns, zero interceptions, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, four touchdowns, one interception, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's going back five weeks to the game where they lost against Philadelphia. I'm not a genius, but that's pretty dang good. And I think he deserves to be in the conversation with Tua, with Purdy. And hey, if you want to throw Mahomes in there, I'm not against it, but he doesn't get my vote. Jason Hurts,
1: almost certainly still in the mix, even with that loss on Sunday. So there's no shortage and there's no... Christian McCaffrey, can we throw him in there? There's no runaway candidate this year, which I think
0: makes it fun. I love that for the league. I'm a Cowboys fan and I wouldn't even put him in the MVP convo. You guys are out to lunch, LOL. He's leading the league in touchdown passes (laughs) with six interceptions. Come on, Cam. With a chance to lead the NFC East after this
1: week. Like, it... (laughs) I cannot, what does he have to do? I cannot wait until next Monday, and I am going to either be coming in here with my tail between my legs after the Cowboys get absolutely embarrassed by the Eagles, or I will be on my high horse, and that means something because I don't care for riding horses. But this one will be tall, and I will look down on all these people that are
0: berating Dak Prescott. I mean, Cam, if you don't like your quarterback, that's one thing. But to say we're out to lunch. You are out to lunch, sir. Nathan Rourke-Watch in Jacksonville from BB. Yeah, that could be something. If he gets out there, it'd be cool. And Tyreek Hill, MVP, if he gets over 2K. Never been done. I believe I tweeted out a while ago, Tyreek MVP, but I just think the, the voters won't go that route. Let's take a break, though. We got to do that. When we come back, we'll get to our Fantasy Wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas on Sports 1440. We are back. It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out online at WilhockBeefJerky.com or swing by uh, the Stingray Studios here at West Edmonton Mall. Take about a 10 minute walk, and the kiosk is right there waiting for you. The best beef jerky in Alberta. And Canada, I'll say it, I'll take that extra step. Uh, Right now, we are going to get into our Fantasy Wizard of the Day, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football for your chance to win an awesome game day prize, or multiple, and a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I was down at the Ice House last night, it was a great time. Uh, We'll we'll talk about that maybe in an upcoming segment. Uh, But right now, we want to bring in our Fantasy Wizard of the Day. From Sirius XM Fantasy as well as Rotowire, Alan Soslowski joins us once again. Alan, good afternoon. How are you doing today?
2: Oh, I'm frustrated, man. It's the most frustrating time of the year when your fantasy team has all these injuries on them. Your team is duct taped together. You're playing players that you wouldn't have even thought about drafting in the preseason. I love it. I can't help it, guys. Uh, it's <laughs> disgusting, and
0: I love it. I, uh, I had to start Trevor Lawrence because my other quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins, weren't available, and I feel directly responsible for what happened to him last night. So why don't we start there? Uh, quarterback position, It's it's been crazy this year. There's been so many injuries. If you're someone like me and you're strapped at the quarterback position, where can I be looking on the waiver wire?
2: By the way, I feel so bad for you that you're starting Trevor Lawrence. Do you realize some people are going to be starting Josh Dobbs this week? Come on, That's going to be
0: me. That's going to be me now.
2: Right. Yeah, no, it's uh, So there's two teams on by. Let's keep that in mind, that Sam Howell for the Washington Commanders. And if you were playing Kyler Murray, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are on by. I don't know why the NFL has two teams on by in Week 14. I remember that by mid-November, the byes used to be done. But listen, it's time to dig in the trash can, jump in that dumpster. Josh stops I mean, didn't have a great outing uh, the last time we saw him, but is mobile and he could be on your way. Should be on your waiver wire because I can't imagine anybody uh, held on to him through a buy last week. They're playing the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a beatable team right there. Josh Dobbs is up against the wall. Baker Mayfield might be out there. They're playing Atlanta. So again, not great options. Those are really like and Matt Stafford could possibly be on your waiver wire. Doesn't have a great matchup against Baltimore. But let me tell you who I'm not playing. I don't want any part of Derek Carr, if he's even playing, who knows? I mean, he had like a bunch of injuries. So I'm talking about in your 14-team leagues, man, if Taysom Hill qualifies at quarterback and you want to go that deep, sure. But, hey, if you're in a 10-team league, 8-team league, or I think maybe a single quarterback, 12-team league, and you can just pick up you know, anyone's going to get you 15 to 18 points. That's how you do it at the quarterback position.
0: Jake Browning last night, 32 of 37, 350 yards, a touchdown on the ground and through the air. Uh, what do you think about his play, and could that be someone you look at?
2: I, you know what? I'm so happy you brought up Jake Browning because I'm a New York Jets fan. Do you know what I would do to have a Jake Browning <laughs> on my team right now? I mean, you, you, the best uh, headline that we saw this week was Diana Rossini said that the Jets might go back to, uh, to Zach Wilson, and he's not even sure if he wants to play anymore. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in the NFL. But, yeah, Jake Browning, man, that unbelievable uh, completion percentage right there, right? If you need to put him in, I'm, I'm – I'm psyched to put him in my lineup there. That's a really good call by you because you know what? He has the commensurate weapons. And if you can just like not turn the ball over in the NFL and just make and just do what the coaches ask and, and take what's there. I mean, look, Jamar Chase, he's gonna get his every single week. T. Higgins didn't have a great game, but he's a he's a player that defenders need to be worried about. And They have players that have come out of nowhere, like Tanner Hudson, the tight end, who's been uh, efficient and a good tight end for them. So, yeah, I think Browning's a really good option. Uh, He's going to, you know, people are going to be fighting over him because he has the big fantasy output. So I would make him a priority, but if you can't, we'll go to some of those other stinkier options that we just talked about.
0: Now, I have to ask this as a Canadian. Uh, Chase Brown looked okay last night for the Bengals at the running back position. Uh, Would he be someone in a deep league or maybe even long-term looking uh, at a dynasty or a draft? next year. Is Chase Brown a guy that could have an impact fantasy-wise?
2: Yeah, I like that you brought him up, too. You you know, you're honest. I love talking to sharp guys about fantasy football. We're getting into Because, you know what, just your casual, you know, Bob in accounting may not know who Chase Brown is, but when you get into these deep leagues, Chase Brown, and we all liked him, right, his college profile, then he ends up in a good situation because I don't know anybody that thinks Joe Mixon, the starter, uh, is like this dynamic player anymore. Brown basically, you know, he was a lot more efficient than Mixon last night, and he passed the eye test for me. Uh, If you're in a keeper format, you definitely want to roster him. And you see, this is for people in redraft leagues as well, because right now when you're looking at your waiver wire heading into week 14, I believe the best waiver wire strategy is to stock up on all of the backup running backs, that you can because you never know when the starter's going to have an injury and we've seen this, that the starter every week, there's a couple of starting running backs that go down. It's time to shed all of those low upside wide receivers, you know, the Rondell Moore types or the Greg Dortch who's maybe been helping you and now he's on a bye, the KJ Osborne, the guys with minimal upside. So you want to load up your roster with the Chase Browns, even Dearness Johnson, like on Jacksonville or any Miami running back that has a pulse because if those guys get a spot start in week 15 and week 16 and you make your way into the playoffs, any running back that's earmarked for 15 touches, man is going to be useful. We see it all the time. I remember going back about a decade ago, there was a New Orleans running back that was a has-been named Tim Hightower that was winning people league. I'm sure you guys remember that one. So (laughs) Chase Brown is the perfect name to identify with a strategy I firmly believe in, which is load up your roster with backup running backs for the fantasy playoffs.
1: Alan Soslowski from Rotowire and Sirius XM Fantasy Radio joining us here. Fantasy Frenzy Sports 1440. Uh, Alan, one of the names you just mentioned there about a, a kind of low upside wide receiver to be shedding this week. Uh, K.J. Osborne, his obviously uh, higher upside teammate, Justin Jefferson. Have you heard anything about uh, his potential return heading into this weekend's matchup with uh, Las Vegas?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, this would be the week that he's going to come back. If he's going to come back, we should know later in the week. Pay attention to your practice reports. And listen, if you took Justin Jefferson with the first overall pick or certainly a top three pick in your fantasy football draft, you didn't drop him. I hope you didn't at least. And if he plays, you are playing him. He's one of the few players that he's matchup proof now. Listen, our expectations are going to be a little bit lowered. One, because he hasn't played. And also that we have Josh Dobbs there in quarterback. I mean, Justin Jefferson's connection with Kirk Cousins was unbelievable. It was there was a reason why he was the number one consensus overall pick. My feeling is that we do see Justin Jefferson coming out of the bye again. We won't know more until about the Wednesday. We'll pay attention to the practice reports. So I can't imagine any team right now that wouldn't would has better options than to shove Justin Jefferson into his into their lineup. And we also have to uh, work on the assumption that if he's back, he's healthy, right? I mean, he's not going to come back in a season where they're, you know, they're, they still have a chance. I mean, to obviously make the playoffs, I think they're in the pole position right now. So yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson fully expect him to play, but you obviously have to pay attention and keep an eye on that stuff. And don't, I don't want to field any questions about Justin Jefferson or the answer is actually, you know what, let me take that back. If so let me ask you guys, if someone came to you and said, Hey, Nico Collins or Justin Jefferson, I mean, how are you going to answer that start to question this week?
1: It's funny you go in the direction of Nico Collins Because that was uh, the team that my next question Was centered around the, the Houston Texans get a big win over Denver on Sunday But at the cost of a rookie standout Tank Dell mm-hmm. Who's been one of CJ Stroud's favorite targets uh, Nico Collins has been a staple there But if uh, guys are looking deep on the waiver wire To replace uh, Dell I, I'm sure Noah Brown is probably owned in most leagues But do you think Robert Woods could uh, get a few more targets Or maybe even John Mechie uh, On that Houston wide, uh, wide receiver core?
2: I'm very bearish on John Mechie. He's one of those type of players that I'm going to have to see it before I believe it. But again, in fantasy football, sometimes you need to make the move before it actually happens. Woods, again, I think he, he's in that tier where uh, we like him because he's now attached to the arm of C.J. Stroud. But, where they play the Jets this week guys I mean that's always been a, a tough matchup uh, for any team I, I'm taking I'm actually uh, going to have a lot of sit or start questions with TJ Stroud where I don't really want him in my lineups this week so uh, you know if you're looking in like the pass catchers on that Houston team Brevin Jordan I mean he, he had about 63 yards on just a few receptions last week so I'm still in pain about this Tank Dell thing because, I mean, he was just, like, found money, right? And you you mentioned keeper and dynasty leagues. Uh, and he was trading at, like, top 12 wide receiver prices. I mean, uh, he's still young enough. He's, what, 24 years old, old for a rookie. But uh, he's still going to be a very interesting player next year. Uh, I, I think no to uh, to Robert Woods. I think there's better options this week on the waiver wire. I like what you're thinking, though. Elijah Moore, if he's out there in the Cleveland Browns at a 12 target game. And let's keep in mind, Elijah Moore had his best games last year when Joe Flacco was the quarterback of the New York Jets. So that translated over to uh, last Sunday there. So I would say, Odell Beckham, if he was dropped, might be an option, or Elijah Moore. Noah Brown, I love that because we've already seen some mega blow-up games from him. Uh, The other two guys, I wouldn't be surprised if they blow up, but I'm going to be a little bit more dubious of those.
1: Alan Soslowski from Rotowire and Sirius XM Fantasy Radio joins us here on Fantasy Frenzy Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Last one for me, Alan. Uh, I'm going to be at the Canadian House on Thursday night for this much-anticipated matchup of the New England Patriots and Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> before we uh, before we let you go, i got to ask, uh, is there a single player in this game uh, with Kenny Pickett out from uh, the quarterback position for the Steelers that you're looking at, at starting in your fantasy lineup?
2: Take the under, right, if you're a betting person. <laughs> uh, I mean, right now, I'm going to answer your question, but it's 30 and a half. Uh, I'm almost, you have to take the under, right? I mean, this could be like 6 nothing again, right? The it's, Patriots it's basically an Iowa
1: wrestling. football game.
2: <laughs> I love that comparison right there. Uh, Deontay Johnson would be the guy that I think uh, could have like an 8 for 80. And if you have him in fantasy, Mitch Trubisky, I don't think anybody likes him, but I think he understands that he's got to get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. This basically kills George Pickens. We don't like uh, Trubisky's ability to throw the long ball, but I think this could be a Deontay Johnson game. And then obviously Najee Harris, right? We're going to run the ball. He's going to get his, his touches. Jalen Warren will be part of the game plan. And on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott, I guess it's not like sexy and man, what, I, I can't even imagine what the odds are and no touchdown, but any running back in fantasy football that's earmarked for 20 touches, that's currency, right? I mean, that's real currency in, in uh it, we're in all these split backfields. So I'll grab some Zeke Elliott. I'm, I'm forced to play him in some of my leagues and my flex or second running back. And then the other Pittsburgh Steelers. So, There could be something here, but obviously our expectations are very managed.
0: Ezekiel Elliott not going up against that vaunted Brandon Staley defense. So maybe, (laughs) maybe he finds a way to pay dirt. Alan, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it.
2: Anytime for you guys. You know that.
0: There you go. That is Alan Soslowski of Roto-Wire as well as SiriusXM NFL Fantasy. Love having him on. The energy he brings and uh, self-deprecating Jets fan. I, I always appreciate that. I don't think there is another type of Jets fan. That that gave me a very good laugh. Uh, <laughs> they would kill for Jake
1: Browning, <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson. Not even sure if he wants to play quarterback for the New York Jets anymore.
0: How how messed up is that? That he's hesitant to go back into the starting lineup. Like if if that's your attitude, cut him. Like trade Zach him. Wilson.
1: It's over for you, buddy. Like you are not good, and you are getting continually another chance, another yeah. chance. it rather than say like you know what you know put my head down try and grit it out go out there and at least do something you say pass yeah question mark Mm, i don't know coach i don't know (laughs) listen coach here's the thing about me i'm not very good (laughs) i don't know if you want to put me out there like the the, this sounds team. like the conversation I had with my minor hockey head coach, uh, when he'd like we're like, All right, we're gonna pull the goalie Brandon Douglas at the door, and I'd turn around and be like, You sure about that, coach? You sure about that? I'm sure about that. Yeah. That that's that is basically what Zach Wilson is doing. The difference being he's a professional football player that was the number two pick in the NFL draft. Remember. Different circumstances.
0: Remember this at the pro days when a quarterback makes a good throw with no defenders on the field. <laughs> Don't fall in love with that quarterback. It means nothing. It's a trap. (laughs) Hey, that was a Star Wars reference. Indeed it was, Connor. Wow, what a happy accident uh, we stumbled into here. And on Saturday, Oil Kings in action. It's Star Wars night presented by Sports 1440. So uh, make sure you're tuning in. Follow us on social media. We'll have more information about that. We're going to have a section. So if you want to come watch the Oil Kings in action on Saturday night, Star Wars night down at Roger's place. Follow along. We'll keep you, uh, keep you posted on that. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. Sports 1440. We've got our fingers in a lot of different things right now. Uh, coming up after the break, we got a question here from Eric, a little NHL. We'll get Brandon's thoughts on that. Although, I don't know, looking at the standings in the pool, maybe you want my advice.
1: <laughs> I don't know if there's much worse advice than what can I, I can offer in the fantasy hockey world right now. Oh, my God, did
0: I make a lot of bad decisions. You were living on the edge, and that's, that can pay off. But it didn't. But it didn't. So far. So far. Uh, Still early. Still early. Yeah, lots of hockey to be played. We'll talk about that when we return. We'll also let you know what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. It's his birthday. So when our show wraps up, I want everyone to text in. Happy birthday, Low Tide. Really want to make his day today. Uh, We'll also tell you what's coming up on the Jason Greger Show and the month of giving. Day three, we got a cool package. We'll let you know what's coming up. With all of that... After the break, it is Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky, with Connor Halley Brandon Douglas on Sports 1440. 11.44, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley Brandon Douglas with you, talking fantasy sports and whatever else you guys might like to talk about here on the show, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Uh, Last night, I was down at the Canadian Ice House. Man, that place is massive, Brandon. That was... I've been there before, but I went right to the rooftop. It was in the summer. And so I went in there last night and part of it was sectioned off. But then there's like a second level as well. It is absolutely massive. That place would be so fun during the playoffs. I mean, probably any any Oilers game probably goes wild. But during the playoffs with like the they've got the rink out there that looks really cool. But that opens up. What a spot. Downtown is cool again.
1: Championship weekend in the NFL. We're all going to be there for the sports 1440 uh, watch party. That's the weekend we're giving away the trip to the Super Bowl, the yeah. 70-inch TV. It's like, and we've been qualifying three people a w- or more than that. Oh, for our for ours, two people a week, I guess, for the entire season. So that combined with just the regular crowd that strolls on in there, although they think they'd be hard-pressed to get in because it's going to be packed on championship weekend. I'm... uh. I'm really looking forward to that, to seeing it at its full glory when it's like literally overflowing with people uh, all clamoring for the best view of the million TVs in there um, watching a couple foot- uh, playoff football games.
0: It's going to be awesome. So get down to the brew house, get your gold ticket, and hopefully we'll see you down there. It's going to be a very good time. I did mention it, Star Wars Night, uh, Oil Kings against Madison Hat on Saturday. They'll be in Madison Hat on Friday, and then they come to Edmonton for Star Wars Night presented by Sports 1440. You can get tickets for $20. Just go to the oilkings.ca, check it out. You can join us for that one. Maybe we'll bring some hats and some stickers to give away. I think we can probably dig a couple up of those, and you know it's going to be a little bad blood. They're going to play a game might not get the best sleep then they're going to hop on the bus or you're going to sleep on the bus on the way you're going to be grumpy these two teams are going to be ticked off at each other and then they're going to play another game in saturday night in edmonton so join us down there; it's going to be a whole lot of fun i also mentioned today on the jason greger show is the month of giving rolls on we've got an awesome package from astoria lighting it is the gemstone lights supplied For the front face of your home, up to 250 feet, it's year-round permanent LED lighting. Now, these are cool. I I live in a neighborhood where a lot of people have these. And, you know, if it's Oilers game day, you can make them blue and orange. If the Elks are on, you can go green and gold. Maybe you're a Chargers fan, you want to go powder blue and yellow. You can change them, whatever it is. Halloween colored, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's, anything. And they are really cool. So we're going to do that package uh, from 2 to 6 on the Jason Greger Show, raising money for Santa's Anonymous, which uh, gets gifts for children in need. Very cool program. Uh, If you want to help out Santa's Anonymous and maybe you don't think you can get in on the action or you don't need the lights, you can always go to santasanonymous.ca to make a donation. But we'll be doing that from 2 to 6. So if you know somebody who's in the market for us or for Astoria As Lighting, let us know and uh, let them know. They can text in to 401 1440 from 2 to 6 today and uh raise money for a fantastic charity today on the Lowdown with Low Tide with Declan Kruger and Alan Mitchell. Of course, it is Alan's birthday. So, like I said, text in at Declan actually put that in the script. Noon. Happy birthday, Low Tide. So everyone text in at noon. Happy birthday, LT. They will also be joined by Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and the Jays Nation because there's some rumors that apparently some guy might join the Blue Jays. There might have been a meeting, and it was leaked, which I heard was bad news, but we're going to look at that as good news. Did you see that, Brandon, that apparently Shohei Otani doesn't want leaks? At the start of the free agency period, it was uh,
1: put out there that any leaks about who he's meeting with will be a detrimental factor to him signing in that market. Which, brilliant, if that was in fact true, brilliant job by his team saying uh, that way, like you're trying to keep the fans and media and stuff because nobody wants to be the guy to leak something, and then all of a sudden that's why he doesn't sign there. And then you could also have the flip side of that. Say there's a team like not at all in the mix, um, the Cleveland uh, Guardians perhaps. Somebody from the Guardians could just put it out there. Yeah, Shohei Ohtani meeting with the Guardians. And then A creates a buzz but he was never going to sign there anyway and you can just then guardians fans could say oh the reason he didn't sign here is because uh, so-and-so leaked that he was meeting
0: (laughs) that's why he didn't end up at the mistake on the lake right
1: precisely so uh, but yeah haven't heard anything um, negative coming out of these uh, alleged rumors that they met down in Dunedin but we got this text from uh, Ewan 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 Uh, odds on Otani signing with the Jays well stay tuned uh, when Zach Lang uh, has a lot more insight on it than I would as a pretty... I'd say above casual baseball fan, but certainly not quite as dialed in as a guy like Zach. Um, Let's say there's five teams in the mix. That puts you at 20%. I would say the Jays are probably the hardest pressed due to geographical location based on the alleged desires of Shohei Otani. I would put it at a crisp 9% that Shohei Otani is in a Blue Jays uniform. It's not nothing,
0: but... I don't think it's a very high possibility. 50%. <laughs> Either it does or it doesn't. It's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be the Dodgers or the Jays. Angels, see ya. Yeah. I- Cubbies, ah, with the, the Windy City? No thanks. Wind six? Helps home runs. Uh, also hurts home runs.
1: Which way does the stadium face compared to Lake Michigan?
0: <laughs> that's a good question. This is <laughs>
1: worth looking into, the wind off
0: the lake. We'll, we'll also should mention, uh, Daniel Nugent-Bowman will be by at one twenty to talk Oilers because the Oilers are back in action. Taking on the Hurricanes tomorrow. Speaking of the Hurricanes, their head coach, Rod the Bod, will be joining us on the Jason Greger Show at 2.20, give or take, whenever practice wraps one. up. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool interview. Shout out to Brad Slater for locking down that one. We'll also be joined by Sean Brown. We've got Christoph Oliwa. Remember him? Pretty tough guy in the NHL. He's going to be by at 4 o'clock. He and uh, Brownie will have some memories together. A lot
1: of penalty minutes on the uh, sports 1440 guest list today. Strutty, too. We had Rob Ray earlier. Yeah. Strutty, Brownie, Rod the Bod racked up more than a few, uh, although I think he probably drew just as many penalties as he
0: took. I can't say the same for the rest of these guys, but... You know, I did compile the stats. Did you include Strutty in that? I included Strutty. There was... 6,745 penalty minutes. That's a lot. What maybe, are, I, maybe I didn't include. Str- I think How I many of those strutty. is Rob Ray? Because he had so many. Yeah, he was like 3,000. <laughs> played like 900 career games. <laughs> yeah. Just an absolute beast. Uh, we'll also be joined by Dave McCarthy from SiriusXM, Mark Spector, and Derek VanDee of NHL.com. Lots going on here on the station today. MMH says, hey, Connor, that was yesterday too, question mark. I'm not sure what that's in reference to, that might be a little delayed. If it was about our package for the month of giving, yesterday was a furnace from Legacy Heating and Cooling. Today is the light package from Astoria. And today we're doing it for Santa's Anonymous. Yesterday we did it for the Christmas Bureau. We do a lot of good, a lot of good. And uh, Ramona won yesterday, I believe. She got the furnace package for 5700 And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we do have that great uh, lighting package
1: today. But tomorrow, one of the things up for grabs on the month of giving is a chance to play some golf with Kevin Carius, uh, obviously, of the Kevin Carius show that precedes our program. Um, man, that's a pretty cool package to head out to the ranch with uh, Mr. Uh, McCourt and Carius. That would be a lot of fun, I think. Uh, now so you the you want to bid on that one, right? Well, I, I would like to bid on it then just to get out on the course and shrivel Kevin every hole and tell him that he went 0-18 in fantasy football and that he stinks and that he's a loser. <laughs> and then maybe I try and take a few bucks off him uh, as we play the course of the uh, the round. But um, I think it'll probably be a little bit out of my price range because that's a pretty sought-after ticket. And uh, as always, it's for a good cause. And I do believe if that does tickle your fancy, I think we're actually going to start taking bids for that one during the Kevin Carrius show, hmm. I Kevin told me that Gregor told him that I'm probably uh, you know I'm probably spreading false information, but this is media. That's what we do best. <laughs> so uh, so stay tuned. Maybe Gregor can confirm or deny that uh, this afternoon during uh, his own program.
0: Yeah. So that's gonna be. We have two packages tomorrow. There'll be ten rounds of golf at the Ranch and Golf Ranch Golf and Country Club. Power cart, of course would golf with walking. Uh you also get a <laughs> another round with head pro Sean piercy and then a round with Carius and GM Murray McCourt, which uh from what I'm reading about it usually involves a little wagering and uh all money in that one we go into the Operation Friendship Senior Society. They do great work. We've also got a package uh from Sterling Dirk, $1500 towards two outfits. They style you up. You also get $500 in gift cards towards shirts and ties. And that money will be going to the Brightview Elementary Breakfast Program. That's so, a good one. That,
1: that, that one is, uh, I mean, obviously these are all great causes, but that one, uh, there was a great breakfast program at my small little school in Delburn, and that can make a world of difference for kids uh, throughout the course of a school year. So that one, uh, that one I'm particularly fond of.
0: Then Thursday, we've got the associate membership at the Glendale. Which is big time, and that will be going to the Christmas Bureau, and then one of my favorite ones, and uh, my mom already told me to lock in a spot for her on the uh, Pyramid of Giving. That's where we do a hundred dollar donations, two hundred, five hundred, thousand. On Friday, we raised sixteen thousand dollars, which was unbelievable. If somebody matched, right? The, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, we're going to be doing it for Adopt a Teen because that's the age range where we feel like I mean, kids, the young kids deserve these so get gifts from a lot of different charities. But that teenage age, it it gives them a chance to, you know, either buy something for themselves or a gift for their parents. So that's going to be on Friday. Monday Giving is awesome. Just warms me up thinking about it. uh, Lansk very quickly here says, I'm not even a baseball guy. I don't follow the Jays very much, but man, I am excited for this. This might make me follow baseball more. tell you, when the Jays get Soto and Shohei Otani and then Bellinger, and then maybe they trade for Aaron Judge, going to be an absolute... Dynasty built in Toronto. I'm just looking forward to buying the Shohei Otani jersey because I said if he signs, I'll do it. Royal what color, blue, what royal blue? Right, royal blue. I, I think, hate I think the powder blue.
1: I like the powder blue, but they become they use them too much now. They the, they're overused. The so white I, and blue I'm, are so good. I'm going if Shohei signs a crisp white, beautiful jersey, beautiful dark blue, beautiful. I'll probably spill some mustard on it or something. But hundred percent, you will.
0: That's, that's the way it goes. And then you can never watch it or else it'll be bad luck. Uh, we're done. We're done. Remember, in five minutes, text in happy birthday, low tide. It is his birthday, One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 1440 Big thank you to all of you guys for tuning into the program today. Also, Alan Soslowski. Awesome guy. It was a fun show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. It's been the Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Let's get to an update. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, locations in Laduke, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. com. Here is Brandon Douglas.